Hi, and welcome back to Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie, and welcome to part two of our six toxic relationship habits, habits. people think are normal. So we're going to do, we did one, two, and three, and now we're going to do four, five, and six, and this is based on a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Right, and you can find this on markmanson.net. Mark, we give you a shout out. Or audible.com has it in the audible form. I'm sure it's on Amazon and all kinds of other places that That's sell cool. books. That's cool. Not that he's listening, but I will hashtag him in our, in our search engine. Okay. Um, number four. Okay, should I go over the first three? What were the first three? Holding the relationship hostage, keeping a scorecard, and then I think the passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressive. I yep. hate that one the most. Because <laughs> you know what? When someone's passive-aggressive with me, I want to do what they want me to do even fucking less. <laughs> That's right. I'm a retribution kind of person. <laughs> Four. Blaming your partner for your own emotions. Oh, See, I have to, I had to do a lot of work on that. Mm-hmm. If I was angry, it was because of so you and so made me feel. Yes, I remember blaming my ex-husband's first wife. Like it was her fault that I didn't have peace in my life anymore. <laughs> I remember it very clearly. And now when I hear people say this person ruined my day or it's because of them, I'm like, um, mm-hmm. no, it's not. It's because of you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that ooh. When and, you're first hearing that, you fucking hate it. Well, you know, if someone punches you in the face, I mean. <laughs> Listen. That might ruin my day. This isn't a black and white thing. There are obvious reasons that you can be injured, harmed, or traumatized by someone else. But what we're talking about is blaming your emotional state, a state, a state. When you're rich, you have emotional estates. (laughs) Blaming your emotional state on somebody else. Let me just say, if I'm getting called a cunt, ruins your day you don't want to do what i do for a living i get called a cunt at least once a day or a fucking bitch yesterday it was a fucking dyke and i said you've been told to kill yourself yeah a couple of times why don't you get cancer you fucking whore um yeah guy called me a fucking dyke yesterday i said really that's all you can come up with that's fucking original it's like what i have i am (laughs) i have short hair and i'm wearing a rainbow fucking pin (laughs) a pride pin Yeah. yeah okay wow really no. Anyway, number four. Yeah. Blaming your partner for your emotions. Let's say you're having a crappy day and your partner isn't exactly being super sympathetic. We're playing footsies. Yes. Or supportive at the moment. I thought Mark was reading my wife's mind. They've been on the phone all day with some people from work. <laughs> they got distracted. This is the one thing she admitted to. Oh, I do that sometimes. I'm like, yeah, sometimes. But she's human. And that's what I followed it up with. Yeah. I said, but you're human. I do some of these things sometimes too. But what I love about us is that we catch it. And then we own it mm-hmm. and we take a we take responsibility for our actions and we make amends. Well, if we're working our program, we will catch these things very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing I love about the fact that we have to be consistent with meetings, sponsors, fellowship, because our whole life is having our radar tuned to know when we're going off center or off the beam. Yeah. And I think that's something that is very prominent in recovery and maybe not because we have to do our program to save our lives. Like our lives are at stake, so we have to live this way. So I don't know if you don't have to live this way, how um, important it would be to keep examining yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting that uh, that came up when I was discussing our program and how it works with somebody who thought that they might want to know a little bit more about it. And they were like, well, you know, the, how, do you, how long do you keep going to meetings? And I'm like, well, that's what keeps me 
sane today. That's what keeps me from not going back and falling into old habits. And it's also my opportunity to give thanks for the person who helped me. Mm. So you keep going to give back to the newcomer. Um, they got distracted when you hugged them. You want to lay around at home and just watch a movie, but they have plans to see their friends. So you lash out at them for being so insensitive and callous towards you and your feelings. You've been having a shitty day and they have done nothing about it. <laughs> they never asked, but they should know how to make you feel better. Okay, why it's toxic? Blaming our partners for our emotions is a subtle form of selfishness and a classic example of the poor maintenance of personal boundaries. Hmm. I had no personal boundaries before I came into the program. I didn't either. Yeah. So that's another thing I've gotten for this. Um, anyway, you should definitely go check this out. Um, it's a great article and there's so much more to it. But the thing he says at the end is what should you do instead? Take responsibility for your own emotions and expect your partner to be responsible for theirs. There's a subtle yet important difference between being supportive of your partner and being obligated. Nobody likes to do anything out of obligation. Mm -hmm. That's right. Oh, and then there's this cute little Calvin and Hobbes photo on here. It was so cute. And it said, it's a Jim Rohn quote. The greatest gift you can give to somebody is your own personal development. I used mm. to say, if you will take care of me, I will take care of you. Now I say, I will take care of me for you if you will take care of you for me. Mm. I thought that was so cute. Five displays of loving jealousy. What? That, that's a what, what does do you that call mean? It? An oxymoron. <laughs> a display of loving. Being, what does that even mean? Display of loving jealousy. In other words, if I am jealous that you're talking to someone else, it you must mean I really love you. Ah, uh, that's so gross to me. Yeah, it's so fucked. And up. you know what? I'm not gonna say I'm not a jealous person, but there's a way. I'm not a very, what I mean is I don't respond out of jealousy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not so threatened that I fly off the handle. But if I see a beautiful woman in a room and the man that I'm with looks at her, there's going to be a little part of me that'll be like, oh, ouch. Oh, see, when Ashley and I see a beautiful woman in the room and we look <laughs> at her, we both go, hey, mm -hmm. hey yeah, she's nice. But so I think different. there's a degree of jealousy that's pretty normal in terms of human emotion. And then there's responding in anger, rage, yeah. violence, control, manipulation. Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. It's That's more about um, how you're feeling, I think, about yourself in that Like moment. the woman that yourself. in a club that doesn't like that her boyfriend might be dancing with another woman and like throws a drink in his face and rips the girl by the hair. Like <laughs> that's not a display of loving jealousy. As Mark says, this is absolutely clown shit crazy. <laughs> like, right. There that's you a go. Quote. I like that quote. <laughs> it's controlling and manipulative. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, what should you do instead? How about try trust? <laughs> trust. How about try trust for a change? Yeah. Try trust. I remember uh, years ago, because I had an issue with jealousy and I was talking to a therapist and she said, I want you to just trust that your partner loves you and your partner is not going to cheat on you. And I was like, that's what I'm paying you $125 an hour for? What the fuck kind of response is that? Try trust? Yeah. Well, that's what I want to do. Yeah, but I can't because I'm insanely mm -hmm. jealous. That's why I'm <laughs> fucking here. I said, how do you do that? How do you try trust? And she said, you just do. It's like saying let go and let God. Yes. If you don't know what that feels like, it's impossible. Yeah. But it starts with a leap of faith. It starts with action. It starts with doing something. And for me, how I learned to try trust was I said to myself, no, that's not true. I'm going to trust. I, I have to trust that 
she is honest with me. I have to trust that she said she's doing this, so she is doing that. Mm-hmm. Even though my gut was going, no, she's not. No, she's not. She's always fucking somebody else. Blah, 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 blah. No, shut the fuck up. I'm trusting. And it was just about doing it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it got better. And I got better. That relationship didn't get better, but I got better. I think it's very similar to an addiction. If you're a jealous person, you feed it constantly. And it's a matter of starving it out and assessing, is this person really not trustworthy or am I deeply insecure? Mm. I think you're going to love this last one. It's number six on the six toxic things not to do in a relationship. Comes with a photo. Uh, (laughs) That is a good one. Buying the solutions to relationship problems. And it's got a woman with her middle finger raised and a diamond ring on it. Mm -hmm. The F-U finger. Um, Well, yeah, with a diamond ring on it. So... I thought maybe you might relate to this with your ex. Did he throw money at your problems or your unhappiness? He bought me a lot of I'm sorry gifts, which I have to say I loved. But what <laughs> Did I Did it make get... up for it? No, it didn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> he liked the gifts. I'd but like I think too. that what that picture and that title says to me, and I don't know what it says underneath it, but it's basically like your relationship is terrible, so you get married. Or your relationship is terrible, so you buy them something. Or you have a child, or you get a dog, or you get a house together. And it's just like, well, this will make it better. Is that what he's saying basically, there? Basically, yep. Every yeah. time a major issue comes up, instead of solving it, uh, one covers it up with the excitement and good feelings that come along with buying something nice or going on a trip somewhere. So you're never addressing the problem. You're throwing money at it. It's like throwing money at a kid who's being a spoiled brat, buying them gifts, buying them toys, sending them on expensive trips. Vow renewals. Buying their love. I I have to tell you, I I don't know anybody that has renewed their vows because they were in love and it was a way of renewing their vows. It's Mm -hmm. always been, in my experience, Mm -hmm. and I know there's lots of people that renew their vows and they're great. But every time I see someone renew their vows, like a year later, there's a divorce. Oh, and I no. think it's a desperate attempt for many people to say, let's rekindle our love. I think the intent is good. Yeah. But I think, um, and you know what, maybe I'll be one of those people that happily renews my vows. But it's, I always go, mm. <laughs> kind of like, don't get a tattoo of that person's name on your yeah. body because it's just oh. a death trap. Well, I always think, well, who's it for? Why are you renewing your vows? Who's that for? Like it wasn't for good enough guys? the first time? Or is it for all of us? Like, were you not, you're not in the first time? <laughs> <laughs> but now you're really in. Yeah. <laughs> now that you've had seven affairs. Um, <laughs> why, why is it toxic? Not only does it uh, brush the real problem under the rug. Okay, I think this is kind of obvious. We know why it's really toxic. Uh, what should you do instead? Actually, you know. Deal with the problem. Go to therapy. Mm. Trust was broken? Talk about it. And what it will take to rebuild it. Someone feels ignored or unappreciated? Talk about ways to restore those feelings of appreciation. Communicate. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with doing nice things for someone that you love. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it with an ulterior motive, then there's probably a problem in your relationship. Yeah. Not that we're relationship experts. We're not experts of any kind. Well, are you an expert? at No? <laughs> Lisa, she's so crude. She just made such a crude. It's a rather large microphone. <laughs> oh, oh, good who was God. the lady who sent us the email and the funny line she ended with was, sorry, no dick pics, Julie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that was Karen. Someone was listening. Someone's yeah. paying attention in Hi, class. Hi, Karen. Thanks so much. So funny. Yeah. We did have another, but we don't have time today. Um, we had another email to talk about. Um, it was the lady who 
um, had lost her daughter. Her and her daughter were both people in recovery. Mm. And her daughter died. And uh, she had listened to one of our podcasts yep. right around the anniversary. And she called, to, uh, wrote to let us know. And that was very touching. Um, I, think, I think it might have been her that said that. But that's a topic for another day. Yes. We're grateful for all of you. We're grateful for the things that you share with us. We're grateful for your contact. Just a shout out, like Kitty Hawk. Um, I can think of, you know, all these people who have uh, contacted us over the last year and a half. And we love you. We're here for you. We support you. We're like you. And uh, we're glad you're with us. Yes. Uh, Everything she said times 10. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And we are Two Two Sober sober Chicks. Talk to you next time.